Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday 12th January 2024 and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Seiko Katayoka Fisher. Vice President from Japanese Customer Sales for EMEA in London. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Lee. Hi, Seiko. Uh, what's been driving the FX market at the new calendar year? Hi, yeah, no, I think at the start of this year, markets are kind of pausing for breath um, after obviously we saw a big dovish repricing in uh, rate markets at the end of last year as the market moved to price in earlier and deeper rate cuts from the Fed and other major central banks at the end of last year. And really at the start of this year, I guess the market's looking to see whether those um, expectations are likely to be met from from the major central banks. So, over the last week or two, um, we've had the important data releases at the start of this year from the US, where we had the stronger payroll data for December, stronger CPI report as well um, earlier this week. Um, but that's been offset um, the, today by the the, the softer PPI data, um, which has made market participants more confident that we'll see another uh, softer uh, PCE deflator report um, for December. And the core PCE deflator is what the Fed is most focused on when they're looking at um, at setting policy. So, yeah, it certainly looks like we're going to be seeing more evidence that the core PCE deflator has, has slowed at the end of, of last year um, and is now running uh, an annualized rate of, of, of around 2%. So that should give the Fed more confidence that inflation is slowing back towards their target. And it is keeping alive expectations that the Fed is, is going to cut rates this year and, and could deliver the first rate cut as soon as at, at the March meeting. Um, and that to us is still one of the key reasons why we've seen the dollar uh, weaken quite quite sharply since, since late last year. Um, other than that, obviously here in Europe, um, the central bank officials from from the ECB um, are still uh, somewhat reluctant to talk about the possibility of, of rate cuts at this point in time. Uh, unlike the Fed, they're very keen to stress that they're not yet discussing um, the possibility of, of, of rate cuts um, at the start of this year. So there is a bit of a divergence that's opened up there where the market's becoming more confident that will be the Fed that cuts rates ahead of the ECB and um that, that's putting some upward pressure on on euro dollar, which is is attempting to try and break back above the um, the one ten level uh, at the end of, of this week. Um, I guess the big the big kind of divergence though in terms of rate pricing um, developments recently has been what's been happening in in Japan, where we're actually seeing more of a, a dovish um, uh, repricing uh, taking place at the start of this year. Um, our own view that we thought that the BOJ could uh, begin to hike rates uh, in, in January uh, and, and exit negative rates. Um, that view is looking less and less likely now. Um, so you look at recent comments from um, BOJ Governor um, Aweda uh, have signaled that there's, they're unlikely to have enough information since their December meeting and, and the January meeting 
to uh, to, to consider uh, raising rates uh, later this month. Uh, and obviously since then as well, we've had the um, uh, earthquake as well uh, in Japan, which just adds additional uh, uncertainty to the economic outlook. And um, with the BOJ still very cautious, just makes them even less likely to uh, to pull the trigger and, and exit negative rates as, as soon as this month. So all in all to us, it does suggest that it's looking more and more likely that the BOJ will, will delay uh, rate hikes at least until the uh, April meeting. So uh, that, that delay is is encouraging um, market participants to uh, to sell the yen again at the start of this year and is is leading to some some renewed um, yen weakness in in the FX market. Uh, and then finally, the other development which has attracted some attention at the end of this week is obviously the um, rise in in mid, uh, geopolitical tensions again in in the Middle East, uh, where we've seen the US, UK, and other allies uh, launch military strikes um, against the Houthi rebels in in Yemen. Um, to us, this marks uh, another step in 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 the conflict in in the region, and, and will certainly increase. Uh, concerns that the conflict there could broaden out and have a, a more disruptive impact for for markets. Um, so that's certainly something that we'll, we need to continue to, to watch. Um, we did see the price of oil jump back up towards $80 per barrel um, uh, today. Um, so we're certainly watching oil and, and energy prices uh, if that was to uh, to intensify the um, the spike there in, in prices then um, that, that's something which could could prove disruptive for for markets going into next week what are you looking out for in the week ahead yeah the next week is going to be interesting i think at the start of the week we'll be looking at the um, outcome from the uh, elections uh, tomorrow in, in Taiwan. I think those elections are likely to be important in terms of assessing uh, geopolitical uh, uh, risks in uh, in Asia. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's looking likely that the incumbent um, government party uh, will retain their their position in in power in, in Taiwan. And as, as we've seen in recent years, they have strengthened their relations with the US while relations with China have deteriorated. So in recent years, that has contributed towards um, underperformance for, for Asian currencies as the, as the, the markets move to price in. The risk of, of, of higher tensions there between between China, uh, Taiwan, and, and the US in, in that region. So the, the election will, will be important in determining whether that kind of negative dynamic remains in play. Um, if there's going to be a surprise, then it would be obviously if, if the incumbent party was to uh, lose its majority uh, in parliament um, and if the opposition parties then were able to disrupt their ability to uh, to make policy going forward. I think that's something perhaps the, the Communist Party in, in China would, would welcome. Um, and for markets that could be seen as potentially easing some of the tensions going forward between China and, and Taiwan, although... Obviously, that would remain to be to be seen, but um, short term, at least, that that could be something which could trigger a bit of a re- relief rally for, for Asian currencies at the start of next week, if that was to materialise. Uh, we'll also be looking at the latest uh, economic data as well from from China at the start of next week, where we get the release of the um, Q4 GDP data and uh, latest monthly activity data for for December. Um, our expectation is that that data should provide confirmation that China's economy um, lost some upward momentum at the end of, of last year after we saw 
uh, a pickup in growth in, in Q3. Uh, it's still sending a, a cautionary signal to markets that China's economy is, is still still struggling to uh, to, to grow at a, a stronger rate, despite the um, policy stimulus that we've had really since the, the middle of, of last year. And to us, that general kind of cyclical uh, weakness in, in in China is still a still a key kind of headwind to uh, to Asian currency performance this year. Uh, and then finally, in terms of main data releases as well over here in, in Europe, we get the release of the latest uh, inflation and uh, labour market data from from the UK. And I think that potentially could be market moving for the pound next week, um, as we saw back in in December, both the CPI data and the wage data from the UK. Um, surprised to the downside quite 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 significantly in terms of the CPI data. Um, so it looks like inflation is going to uh, significantly undershoot the uh, Bank of England's forecasts for for Q4. Um, so unless there's really a kind of big upside surprise in terms of the, the CPI data next week, uh, it does look like the Bank of England will have to make uh, significant downward revisions to their inflation forecasts in the, the February quarterly inflation report. So to us, that's something which should encourage the Bank of England to become more confident that the inflation outlook in the UK is improving and move them in in the direction of, of, of cutting rates. Um, we still think that they will kind of lag behind the Fed and, and the ECB in terms of, of cutting rates this year. So short term wise, that could still help the pound to kind of outperform on a on a relative basis. Certainly, I think as well, an additional factor which is getting more attention here in the UK at the start of this year is obviously we're in an important uh, election year here in the UK. We've had comments from Prime Minister Sunak suggesting that he is favouring holding an election uh, in the second half of of this year. So obviously ahead of that election, uh, the government has a lot of work to do to try and boost its popularity in the polls, given it's, it's lagging well behind Labour. And one thing that they could do um, in the upcoming budget, which they've announced will, will take place on the 6th of March, would be to utilise the, uh, the additional um, headroom to provide more fiscal stimulus. Obviously, we've had quite a quite a sharp move lower in, in the UK government's borrowing costs over recent months, and they could utilise that, 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 that room to, to provide more, more stimulus um, ahead of the election to try and boost their popularity that potentially could be certainly important for for bank of england decisions uh, this year obviously if the government uh, loosens fiscal policy more more notably in in march then that would certainly discourage the um, the bank of england from from cutting rates more more aggressively this year so um, we think that as well could be kind of contributing potentially to some pound outperformance at, at the start of of this year Obviously, the risk would be that if that fiscal stimulus meant that kind of fiscal concerns in the UK resurfaced, that that would then turn into more of a, a pound negative uh, story. But um, uh, at this point in time, that, that's not something that we, we see kind of materialising. Great. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.